As always, men, my prayer is that God is stretching and growing us as men, having us step out of our comfort zones and into his calling for all of us and each of us, what he has prepared for us to be. I hope that this Wednesday morning is finding you doing awesome and uh, experiencing all of God's uh, grace and challenges for your day. Uh, Real quick, just wanted to recap the last show uh, in that uh, the end time show uh, that we did on Monday. Uh, bring out some key points on that and then move into uh, off of that. How do we prepare for the end times? Uh, some key takeaways I thought uh, from the last show uh, was one, no one knows the time, day, or hour uh, that Jesus will return. You know, it says that in Matthew 24 36. None of us know. Right. So uh, we can't focus on when because no one knows but the father. Uh, The second point is uh, that I think is key is we will be here through the tribulation. Uh, Matthew 24, verse 29 and Mark 13, verse 24. Uh, Jesus says that after the tribulation in both those statements that We, as Christians, will be here through the tribulation, and we will go through uh, those difficult, challenging times. So we uh, need to understand that, and we need to trust that that is what Jesus said, uh, that is not someone uh, making an educated guess that is Jesus saying that we will be through the tribulation and after that then he will start taking his chosen people so be prepared for uh, to be here through uh the tribulation Uh, as i said that's my opinion of how i read it and what i believe uh because jesus said it and that's what we always fall back on is the truth in jesus words um, also, uh, I think just a quick takeaway on, uh, the book of revelation, uh, is mainly to me is a to-do list for the churches, the church, us as people, and as a whole collectively, uh, of what we need to clean up before Jesus returns that, um, that book is prophecy it is been seen in the past and it will be seen again but if we look into the seven churches and what jesus is saying about them i believe it is very prominent that these things are still active alive and well in our churches right now and as we as a people need to uh clean these things up before his return. Uh, and, and the last point is just like I've kind of said through these is do not focus on the, when he's coming back, focus on the now. 
And that leads us into this show, preparation, right? How do we prepare as Christians for the return of Jesus? And 2 Thessalonians verse 2, or yeah, 2 Thessalonians 2.15 tells us to stand firm. It says, so then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the traditions that you were taught by us, either by our spoken word or by our letter. So we have to stand on the truths of the gospels of Jesus Christ, right? And we also have to be willing and open through our learning and through our reading of God's word to be able to hear the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. And when he calls us or when he stretches us to grow us, to move us forward into that, we have to trust and be able to answer him in our action to uh, do as he is directing us. Uh, We can't stop living the lives God has called us to live. Day to day, we cannot stop doing the things that we must do here on this earth Uh, in provision for our families and uh, spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? And the second, one of the other things we need to do is grow in faith uh, through, like I said, learning God's, the learning of God's word, studying his word. Uh, We continually pray for his wisdom and his guidance and his direction. Also grouping up with other men. Man, this is key. If you do not have a solid group of Christian men that you can discuss the word of Jesus Christ with and get different perspectives on what it means to them and how it relates to you, you're not growing in Christ. We were, we are meant for fellowship for one another. We are meant <clears throat> to learn from one another uh we are stronger together that's the reason we're called the church we're two or more gathered in jesus's name that is the church right so men find you a good solid bible-based bible study full of men and encourage one another continue to grow in your faith and learning uh what his word has meant to other men so that you can gain wisdom and experience through them and with them and share yours so that each one of us can grow and be stronger for the glory of Jesus Christ and be better equipped to handle the questions we may get from non-believers. It is very key. It is very important that we do that. That's that has been most beneficial to my growth. Uh, if there's a Bible study going on somewhere in a church that uh, you believe and you know that is a uh, Bible-based church and only preaches the Word per what it says in the Bible and uh, builds on on and off of that, get in it. The more time you can spend with other men learning and growing uh, in your knowledge and wisdom of Jesus Christ is only going to benefit you, your family, your friends, and everybody who's around you. So 
group up with some men and grow in God's word together. Right? And also call on the spirit to lead you, to guide you, and provide the wisdom to do his will. You know, the Holy Spirit lives inside. We have God's power inside of us. He tells us that over and over again. Now that we have accepted Jesus Christ, we have the spirit of God dwelling inside of us. And we need to take hold of that power. And we need to call on his wisdom and his direction in order for us to obtain what he created us to be. And grouping up, going back and grouping up with other men and how he's affected their lives and how the spirit has grown them encourages us and helps us to grow and have more confidence and faith in what Jesus Christ can do in our lives. And that's, man, that's just something that's, it's, it's worth everything uh, uh, for your confidence in moving forward in uh, your faith in Jesus. Um, and then, you know, we, got, we have to live like Jesus matters, right? That his first coming here on earth meant something, right? We can't just uh, know and believe uh, that he was here and that everything he said was the truth and everything that his word tells us is, is the truth, we must live today like there is no tomorrow. And he tells us that also throughout his word, that we must live today like it is our last day. We're not guaranteed tomorrow, right? So why do we get so busy in doing other things and not developing our relationship with Jesus Christ? There always seems to be some excuse. There always seems to be uh, something that will that Satan will use to try to distract us from growing and building that relationship. And like I told you on my other shows, you know that may come from the inside. That may be coming from your spouse. That may be coming from one of your best friends uh, that you know oversleeps and doesn't doesn't get to a Bible study uh, or, you know, doesn't want you to do something else when you have a, a Bible study or going to a Christian event where you're going to learn and grow more about Jesus. You know, it could be anything that distracts you and takes you away from building that relationship with Jesus Christ. And we cannot, uh, within ourselves and being true Christians, allow that to happen we must stand firm in the faith and who jesus christ says he is so that we can continue to grow and continue to be the warriors that christ has called us to be in the times that we are living in uh, we can see it all throughout our world right now the madness and craziness going on and, you know, a lot of it, just like in the last show, was talking about, uh, you know, we're, we may be living in the end times. Who knows? But we need to treat every day like we are and spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. I was talking to uh, one of my uh, mentors this morning, and we were talking about, you know, if Christians would fight 
for Jesus uh, up to the point of death, like some of these other people are fighting for, you know, their misguided rights and ways, then Christianity in this world would not be in the shape it's in right now. We would not be lost. We would be strong in God's word, knowing God's word, building, having that relationship and knowing the truth, right? But we don't fight like that. Not the murdering and killing and all of that stuff. But standing up and not being afraid to have a discussion with someone about the truth of the Bible, of God, you know, and, and, and just standing firm instead of just backing down and walking away from an argument. Well, you know what? No, God's word is the truth. And we wouldn't be standing here breathing if it wasn't for God in the first place. So whether you believe it or not, I'm here to tell you that what you're doing is wrong. Right. And it'll say, well, it's just the same because you're forcing uh, your religious. I'm not forcing my religious beliefs on anyone or we shouldn't be forcing them on anyone. But we shouldn't be afraid to speak the truth if it's contrary to what the general public thinks. Right. We know that this is this is the truth. Right. Our eyes have been open to see that this is the truth by our acceptance of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So we shouldn't be afraid to stand up and have this discussion because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And when it comes time to defend our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ and God, he will provide us the words in order to do such, whether we feel qualified or not. You know, if it, if it goes against what God's word says, then don't be afraid to stand up and and defend it. And for too long, we have been quiet as Christians and we see what happens with back down and let the difference between politics and Christianity. Right. If we look and truly understand politics, it, it is all based on Christianity. It should be. Because we're here to do, they're called public servants, right? Anybody within the government is a public servant. That means you serve the, the greater people. So it's about serving and giving and helping others get what they may not have the opportunity to get. Standing up for their rights, standing up for the less privileged, right? I mean, that's the whole purpose behind it. So everything is biblically based, whether you agree with it or not, the facts are there. And and we have to, as Christians, not be afraid to speak on those facts, to speak on those truths of Jesus Christ. We have to stand firm and we have to not back down when somebody says, well, that's a political matter. No, it's not a political matter. It's a moral issue. And because we are followers of Jesus Christ, the moral high ground is the best high ground we can take when it follows his word and his doctrine. So we have to stand on that alone and not be afraid to defend it. Whether they like it or don't, it doesn't matter what our reputation is. We have to be willing to stand on the truth of Jesus and speak the truth of Jesus in every situation that is contrary to that. Right? In love. Because we don't want to see... People not know the truth of Jesus. And when the end times come and the tribulation is here, 
we want them to have something to say, you know what? My buddy told me about this. He told me it was coming. And this is what it is. I remember. Right? And we want them to be able to turn to Jesus and say, Jesus, save me. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. But if we don't share and we don't stand up on what the real truth is, we are not serving God's people. We're not doing what we were called to do, and that is spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we have to stand firm, and we have to grow in our faith, right? But we also have to be discerning. You know, we have to test everything that's being said to God's word. That is the standard, you know, right? That's the truth. That's the, the absolute truth. You know, and like in Mark 13, verses 5 and 6, And Jesus began to say to them, See that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and they will lead many astray. Right? So we're seeing it a lot of this today. They're saying that they are the gods, that they are their own person, and they do all this stuff on their own. They, them, he, she, it, what, be, whatever. Right? That's what Jesus is talking about. Right? In Mark. Also in Mark 13, 21 to, through 22. And then if anyone says to you, look, here's the Christ, or look, there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform signs and wonders to lead astray, if possible, the elect. Right? So even the one, even the true believers, even those of us who are working and growing and constantly trying to build that relationship with Christ, there will be those that will say, but what does Jesus say? Mark 13, 23, but be on guard. I have told you all things beforehand. So we have to take everything that we see and hear from this world that we are in, even though we're not of this world, we are living in this world. So we have to take what they give us, put it to cast to God's word. If it doesn't match up, it's trash. Whether they like it or not, it's trash. And we have to stand on that because Jesus tells us everything we need to know about what we should do, about how to pray, about how to live our lives. Everything we need to know, Jesus tells us, if anybody else says something contrary to that and it doesn't line up with the character of who the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is, then they're wrong. Whether they like it or not, they're wrong. Now, should we, like I've said before, should we do this in a harsh, hateful manner? No, because we're supposed to do everything out of love. We're telling you this because we love you. Because that's how Christ has called us to do. He loves you. He wants you to know the truth. He wants your eyes to be open. He wants you to be a part of the family with us. So that's why we're telling you the truth. Now, our God is a loving God. And he does give us the choice. And they may choose not to believe it. All right? And when those hard times come, there will be those who still refuse to believe it and who do fall prey to the false prophets and the false Christ and all this stuff. But as Christians, 
we have to be prepared and we have to be on guard, but we also have to know the truth of Jesus Christ and what he says and how things are going to happen. Not the when, but the how, right? The de Some of the details, the signs of all these things that are coming. We have to be ready. We have to be on guard. He tells us, he's told us, I have told you all these things beforehand. So we're not deceived. We can't have the wool pulled over our eyes in deception. We see through it because we are in Christ. And our eyes have been opened to the truth. The other thing, and I think this is the most, one of the most important things that we can do, and it goes back to grouping up, right, is encouraging one another and helping each other stay in the faith, right? Uh, First, Th First Thessalonians four thirteen through eighteen. Um, in verse 18, uh, you can go and read uh, 13 up until 18. 18, therefore, encourage one another with these words. And that is the words of truth in the gospel. That we know that Jesus Christ has told us everything that is coming. Right? And that it is the truth. You know, we can't lose our hope no matter how dark it may seem, no matter where we are in our life. We can't lose hope that the, that the Bible is true and Jesus Christ is who he says he is because he is. We have to stand on the truth that Jesus is and what Jesus says about his return. You know, we have to pray consistently and to help others, pray for others uh, through our knowledge and wisdom and faith granted to us by God through his, by our acceptance of his son and granted to us now by the Holy Spirit. We must know his word and we not be fooled. We must stand in his truth. We must help others stand in that truth we must encourage them to keep moving and keep growing that just because we planted a seed today doesn't mean we're going to see a tree tomorrow right the harvest is coming right jesus tells us the harvest is plentiful but we need to pray for workers right so we need more brothers and sisters in christ because when that end times come and that seven years of tribulation is upon us are you ready to help bring others to Jesus Christ? Do you have that relationship with Jesus Christ to be able to explain the truth about who he is? That's what we have to be ready for. That's what this preparation is for, right? When we have to keep doing the Great Commission, which is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? Yeah, we may not be perfect at it. We may be horrible at it but the more we do it the better we get the more we study god's word the more we trust in jesus and we call on the power of the holy spirit to help us when we don't have the words to guide us to the people that he wants us to be with and we take those steps and we prepare and we get ready for the battle that's coming or the battle that we're in right now then we can grow 
and be prepared to spread the gospel because of our relationship with Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit, through our prayer, through our gathering and grouping up with other men, others of Christian faith to strengthen us, to encourage one another when it doesn't seem like everything's going the way that God may have it planned. They have another perspective to encourage us, to keep us rocking and rolling for Jesus. And that is awesome. You know, and we, I know I've talked a lot in, about Mark in this one, but, you know, encourage and, and keep doing the things that Jesus calls us to do, Mark 13, 7 through 9. And when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. These are but the beginning of birth pangs. Nine. But be on guard. Be on your guard. For they will deliver you over to the councils. And you will be beaten in synagogues. And you will stand before governors and kings for my sake. To bear witness before them. That is what we have to be prepared to do as Christians. Is die to be martyred for Jesus Christ. Just like the disciples were. And the tribulation will weed out those who are not true Christians. Because... Uh, they have been taught by the false prophets the wrong doctrine, not the true doctrine of Jesus Christ. So we must know the true doctrine of Jesus Christ, and we know that it will, to be a devout Christian and a follower of Jesus Christ, it will cost us our lives at some point. That we should be willing to, to give our lives for Jesus Christ, right? That we, I mean, that's what it's going to take because the times in the tribulation are going to be tough. They're going to be hard. I mean, it's difficult. We think it's difficult now. And it's just a bunch of people running their mouth and, and spouting off stuff that doesn't make a difference, right? Or all these uh Hamas and all these radical Islam groups, right? Okay. If you kill me, you just make me stronger. You you place me with my God. You just add another person, a soul to his army when he returns. So even if I die today, I'll come back stronger. You're going to see me again. I hope that you have heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and choose to repent before then, because if not, there will be no mercy at that point. You have had your opportunity in those seven years. So that's our mission, right? We can't show fear of weakness or lack of faith in the days that are coming up, in the days that this could be leading to, in the days of the end times going through the tribulation tribulation we cannot show fear or lack of faith right 
We must stand firm, be on guard, know what's coming, know what Jesus says about it, know that he is with us, and not flinch, not for our benefit, but for the benefit of others, right? To see that our witness was strong and that Jesus is worth dying for. To glory, to glorify the kingdom of heaven. And that we died with pride and honor because we have a purpose. And that is to be with our God and Father and Creator in heaven as it was meant to be before the fall. So, uh, so now is the time when men that we must step up our game. Uh, like I said in the last show, uh, you know, it, it's we're seeing probably the worst that we've seen it in a long time. Uh, in my lifetime, that's all I can speak on, right? I mean, we see this going on in, in Jesus's time as well, but to physically see it <clears throat> uh, makes a big difference. Uh, like I said in the last show, especially with everything going on uh, in Israel, uh, with Israel, the threats that are coming to Israel are are uh, could be the end times. We see the signs. We understand. So it's time for us to step up our game, to step up our preparation. Uh, we must start living each day like Jesus intended us for intended us to live, and that is spreading the gospel and the truth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and be prepared for these times that could be upon us. Not saying they are, but the signs are for sure there. And so that means we have to be better prepared and more ready than what we are. Uh, you know, and that and that is uh continue to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ at every opportunity that we get, right? Uh preparing for his return by having as many workers for the cause of Jesus Christ that we can get. And the only way we can get that is sharing the good news and the truth of the, of his word. Uh, you know, he tells us everything we need to know. He tells us what to look for and know he is coming. Uh, you know, by grouping up with other men, other believers to share with non-believers, we have to start making an impact. We have to start standing up and, and, fighting fire with fire against these people who are lost not out of hatred for them but out of love for them that we stand up and that we are willing to give our lives for them in the truth because jesus gave his life for us for the truth and so that we could be with him in heaven and as true christians and true believers in jesus that's what we should be doing that other people's lives are more valuable than ours we know as Christians and having accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior that we will be in heaven with him. But we want to be a helper in bringing more to him. Because that's our commission. That's our great commission, right? <clears throat> uh, man, 
I mean, that's 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 preparation. That's what we need to do to be prepared uh, in order for his return. We can't stand still. We can't be stagnant. We have to start standing up. We have to start speaking out. And we have to start gathering workers for the harvest that will come during the end times and through the tribulation. Uh, so, man, I hope that uh, this has inspired you a little bit, uh, gave you some confidence. Uh, like I said, man, find a good men's group. Find a good Bible study. Uh, bring your group up your families with other strong Christians, with those families. Uh, be the community that Jesus, be the church that Jesus has called us to be. And allow him to lead and guide us. And when we feel the conviction of something is wrong because it doesn't match up with God's word, that we stand up in that truth and we fight just as hard for the truth of Jesus Christ as others do for the deception of Satan. So, until Friday, men, as you do what you do today, answer the call of men. <laughs>